I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to see everybody. The message is simple, but it can be repeated a lot. And uh, the message isn't about what we are, obviously. It's about what we're not. And uh, it's the direction of the message is negation, not affirmation. I think the affirmation is always available at all times. You don't need to make an affirmation. What you need to see maybe is what you're not, and then you'll realize you don't need to make an affirmation. Yeah, because a lot of times when there's a recognition of what you're not, those ideas of peak experiences and arriving, but always with the fear of leaving, really sort of get washed away, those possibilities, by the fact on having never left hits you sooner or later. Yeah, like in my case, in one night, one time, something happened and I just saw that it always has been this way. Yeah, it sort of erased all the 60 or 40 years at that time, 50 something years of experiences and meaning. It just erased it. Didn't even erase it. It didn't it had never been written. It was all done in sort of like that disappearing ink. So as soon as it happens, it disappears to me. Yeah, so there's a lot happening, but nothing ever happened. Yeah, so it would dawn on you in a sense sooner or later. And the same thing with the statement on having never left. A lot of us finally arrive there by trying to arrive there. <laughs> and then we seem to arrive there without any real, it wasn't based on us. It was a something happens, grace, whatever. And you realize on having never left. Yeah. So which one needs to be negated? The on having never left or the gone, gone, gone to the other shore? What is it that believes it has to go, go, go to another shore to arrive at where it, we already are? That is what needs to be negated. Yeah. When you are attempting to affirm the truth based on what you're not, it's actually affirming what you're not. It's explained beautifully with Ramana Maharshi, with the presupposing of the non-existent thing being you, being existent. Yeah. So there's a mix-up. We take the body. We just, I just had it strongly last night. You know, obviously, you've had the experience of knowing someone and then seeing the body that you used to know them as, and the body's dead. Yeah. Yeah, they're not seemingly around anymore, but the body is. It's going to take a while, yeah, unless you cremate it or something. It sort of decomposes. So the fact that it wasn't that person is more and more obvious. Yeah, the longer it's dead, if you got kept seeing it sooner or later, you wouldn't be calling that dead body Bill. You would say it as very clearly that wasn't Uncle Bill. Yeah. Maybe the first day the mistake could re, you know, regroup, but after a week or two and the smell and shit, and that, there would be a hit like that was in Uncle Bill for all, all intents and purposes. So something seemed to have left the body that obviously wasn't of the body. Yeah. Like when they used to weigh bodies or something that, what is it, 28 grams? There seems to be a, something gets lost in it. But if you saw, a, a dead body would like the pinky finger be gone. That would be that would be representing you splitting, you know, or the thumb <laughs> or the big toe. Yeah. Or maybe a arm would be an inch shorter than it used to be something. There would be some significance that the body left. Yeah, but it doesn't. The body can be completely intact and as being nerd as hell. So in a way, I think that's what Ramana is saying. There's a presupposing of this non-existent thing. So a non-existent thing is a body. Yeah? You see a body way, way after the existence seemed to have left, haven't you? The body could still be there for months. And it, nothing's happening. You know, you say hello to it. It never says hi. It's dead. It was always dead in a way. Something was animating it. And whatever that was isn't animating it anymore, obviously. So you need it, you are brought to a conclusion, yeah, that I'm not that. So I had that a very quick conclusion once when I was a kid at a funeral parlor, and my mother 
somebody died, I think it was one of my uncles, and she wanted me to say goodbye and brought me to the casket. And when I looked in and saw Uncle Fred, I, it wasn't Uncle Fred, it was obvious. Yeah, I didn't know why the mistake was so rampant because I was identifying as this. When, when Paul was suggested, it was pictured as this little body, a nine-year-old. So I was just basically lending that mistake to whatever I saw. So I thought, Uncle Fred, hey, there's the body of Uncle Fred. First it was, there's Uncle Fred, and then it was like, no, there's the body once called Uncle Fred, and then it was very clear, Uncle Fred ain't the body. Now that happened super quick, but you can go through a little process. You could, yeah? So what would the process start with? Not an affirmation of you're not a body as the body, yeah? But a questioning about the body. Yeah? The direction would be a negation of the assumptions that I'm living from, who knows I'm living from assumptions? A lot of times you know when they start getting negated or they start being presented as a misunderstanding when they're confronted with the understanding of non-duality. Non-duality brings a lot of shit out of the weeds, it does. Yeah. Without doing anything, doesn't do any call, doesn't do shit, it's just, there it is, you heard the message, and then a lot of misunderstandings you thought were just the way things are become you, you get to see them with a certain healthy suspicion so the misunderstandings is what the understanding of non-duality uh, negates really so the idea that okay i got that i'm not a body so i'm going to chant all the while not knowing it as a body that i'm not a body what happens is that chanting is reinforcing the body that's chanting it's not a body what? Yeah. It would be nice if you made it, it was like a day mistake. If it's four weeks mistake, there's going to be a lot of cover up because you don't want to fucking look like a complete asshole. So, you know, oh, no, no, that's just a minor interruption. No, that's the fact. Unbeknownst to me, identified as a body, when I'm chanting I'm not a body, it's reinforcing the idea I'm a body. Yeah. Did you understand that before? You see it finally, because if you understand it, you're not gonna chant for eight hours or an hour or actually even a minute because you realize it doesn't, the more time I do it, more time I do it doesn't correct it. The correction isn't about how you're doing something. It's a fact, you're not seeing it. So basically the more you try to work on it, the more not seeing is produced. You think three hours of chanting didn't work, so you're six hours and the next day is on and on and on and on. And we figure the dam's gonna break the more water I put in it, but there's a mistake, yeah? Who's carrying all the water to break the dam? The idea of you. Who's wanting to get out of the sense of being a body, the body idea, yes? It's all about you, really, with the hopes that I hope I'm going to be there to experience my own absence. I still want to be there. Even when I recognize I'm completely absent, I want to be able to call up and tell somebody, hey, I disappeared for four weeks. Well, who's calling me? <laughs> if you disappeared, no one who's disappeared tells people I've disappeared, I don't think. You know, they would be immediately found. Yeah, the disappearance is because you haven't heard from any person. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So the affirmation is in and of us. We're going to be the living affirmation. But first and foremost, in this idea of time, we've got to see what we're not. Or if we don't, we're going to be looking from it. That's the dilemma. Yeah. So he explains it with, all right presupposing, which means an assuming before. So when you assume something now, let's say, it's a tricky move because if I assume some, some stores, no, I can't use it that way. The assumption is now, but it has a quality in time that it actually implies it was true before. Yeah, it's a trip, yeah? I don't get that when I assume a store is open and get there and it's closed, yeah? 
But this thing has an ingredient of time in it, which is the mental move, yeah? The mental move is something that is produced in time that comes later is presupposed to be before, yeah? And what is that? The, the crowning of the non-existent thing as that which is existing, yeah? And now that which is existing as a non-existent thing wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing, actually, which we can't see because we've missed, we've, we've, we've attributed it to this non-existent thing, existence. So it never comes to dawn on us. I'm trying to get free as a non-existent thing. That would make no fucking sense. But I, could, I truly believe the thing is the existence. Yeah. This is Paul. Yeah. So Paul well, wants to get salvation for Paul when really the inherent salvation is from Paul. <laughs> There's never been an existing thing. They're all non-existent things. <laughs> You're not the special non-existent thing. Even if you called me, it doesn't change the fact that you're non, you're, this is a non-existent thing, and where the mental state is mistaking this as that which is existing, yeah? And it doesn't even go, oh, oh, a mistake. It reinforces all day. It, it, it knows it's a mistake, but it reinforces it all day by the claiming of what existing brings about, which is contact, yeah? So seeing isn't brought about by the seer. The seer is an afterthought of seeing. Seeing is the existence. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. The exist, the, the seer, hearer, feel, a taste, the toucher is the non-existent thing. That's what, the, that's what the seeing or the existing is attributed to, especially in your head. Yeah. Your head is constantly, constantly reinforcing that when there's a seeing occurring and there's a noticing of it, then a seer gets presented and you're pictured as this. So for all intents and purposes, this is tattooed as a seer, hearer, feeler, taster, toucher, thinker, doer. Yeah. And then with that as the thing, we want to get out of the doer through doing. Yeah. <laughs> because we want to get out of the thinker through thinking. <laughs> And the only place you are a doer is in thinking, and the only place you are the, are a thinker is in thinking. <laughs> so you're using the system. That's whole point is to present this idea of the non-existent thing as existing, and you're attempting to use that vehicle, which has a prior agenda, <laughs> completely numero uno, and you want to reassert another agenda and put it in the supreme slot. I am going to work hard, and you know what? I am going to find reality. And what it comes to is, the only thing that seems to be blocking the reality is me. So for me to find reality, I gotta fucking die. Uh, let's take a long fucking time in the pursuit of finding reality. There's gonna be a huge cognitive dissonance in the system. You're gonna believe in your agenda is your highest calling, it's getting used to reinforce the other agenda. Yeah. So now God, 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 but all that's really being translated is knower of God, knower of God, knower of God. Picture is this, yeah. God, 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 knower, knower of God, yeah. <laughs> There's no So yeah, non-duality is a fact, yeah? Not two, that's basically what it's saying. Being ourselves reality, the seeker is the sort, let's forget about seeker and sort, which is duality, it would be seeker is the sort, there goes the duality, yes? What happens if the seeker is the sort? A whole lot of seeking's gonna drop away. <laughs> or you'll be seeking for like a better ice cream or something like that, and you'll be able to find those things, but you will not be seeking what's been the sort because you are the sort that you've been seeking. Yes? That puts an end to a lot of shit. 
Do you think, you know, the head has a plan of having like a five volume <laughs> biography of Paul. It gets cut off into a little like a news pamphlet, really. It doesn't, it doesn't, the oomph won't carry it into 30, 50 chapters. Yeah, because you'll see each chapter is basically the same in a lot of ways. Yeah, it starts with you as the author, you as the doer, you as the thinker, you as the feeler. Are you or are you not? That. Yeah. Is doing seemingly essential here? Yeah. Is the doer essential? Is seeing essential? Does the seeing need a seer or the, does the seer need seeing? The seeing goes on quite well without a seer because it's always been going on without a seer. The seer is an idea, yeah, that's added on to it by the mental activity. Completely unnecessary. The essential thing is seeing. The essential thing to the non-existent thing is existence. <laughs> it's not that which is producing the existence. It's a non-existent thing, yeah. The seeing isn't based, you're not seeing. <laughs> They're seeing that somehow gets sort of claimed and turned into a story. The seeing verifies without a doubt that there's a seer. No, it doesn't. Not at all. Seeing stands quite alone, completely. It's the head. It's the head being the judge, the prosecuting attorney, and the defense attorney. <laughs> they, it's already rigged. Yeah. You're going to seem to be indispensable concerning this situation. <laughs> Everything is hinging on you completely. <laughs> so, what's the real liberation? It's from the need to be liberated. What needs to be liberated? That which can't be liberated. You want what you're really looking for is a liberation from the non-existent thing, not for the non-existent thing. Yeah. And maybe the liberation from the non-existent thing, if you look at the word non-existent, I mean the liberation is available because it's, it's from a non-existent thing and it's non-existent, so therefore, yes, liberation is here now. That's why when people tell me what they're looking for, I say, you've already been successful. <laughs> you, know, you, already, you are what you're looking for, hallelujah. You are, you know? I want to be awake. Congratulations. You are awake. Yeah. What am I awake to? Well, that could be interesting. You could be awake to a narrative, an interpretation. And in that case, being awake to that needs you to seemingly be asleep to something else. Now, being awake, right, to the awakeness doesn't have any of those conditions. It sees what's going on as what it's not, it doesn't vanquish it or defeat it, but what it's not has to seemingly forget what is to get its traction, yeah? So on one, in the little myopic view, let's say in a zoom square, the myopic view thinks, says it's the whole square. It denies the rest, but from the panoramic view, the myopic view is included, yeah? You're seeing the myopic view, the myopic view doesn't have to stop. That's an idea from the myopic view <laughs> because it, it gives itself so much relevance. It says the only way you're going to get a sense of the panoramic if I stop completely. Yeah. Let's see you do that. <laughs> Let's see you have no thoughts. You need the, there's only one space. To, it's the no thought space. All right. There you go. You'll be. <laughs> That moment of looking for it is a thought. <laughs> yeah. So no, the myopic view continues, but it now it's tempered with, it's influenced by the larger square. Not intentionally, it just is. Yeah. Because the larger square is all is much larger. <laughs> it's got a much more dominant role in things and this little myopic view now when you're up the ss self it's sort of as if you've got those blinders and the mind goes into that story and the myopic view to be the panoramic view the panoramic view has to be forgotten seemingly it can't be forgotten because it's the only view but it seems to be forgotten with addiction to the myopic view yes yes you can do diagnose it yourself it's obvious yeah 
you have those days when you're like brooding and shit and then you see a beautiful hummingbird and then you're in the panoramic and then you hear a knock on the panoramic door <laughs> it's me and you got a busy day ahead you're shrinking in there and then you get a me a lots of it lots of not experiences of perceptions of something enlarging on its own and then seemingly shrinking on its own yeah when it's enlarged on its own it's always been this way when it shrinks this is the only way <laughs> always been this way allowing everything to happen in it this is the only way nothing else is happening you can't see the my the panoramic from the myopic you can't all you get is concepts about the panoramic yeah the panoramic is now held as a concept in the myopic then you get let me you have a definition of panoramic and you understand it and think you know it but there's no there's a lack of being it yeah because you're busily being the myopic yeah you can't see you can, there's like Jesus says this, you can't have two masses at the same time. You can't have the being of the myopic and the being of the zoom mastering, yeah? You see the myopic from the zoom or from the panoramic, yeah? And it gives it its right size. And now you can travel lighter and maybe you won't take so much shit so seriously anymore because not because you worked really hard as the myopic in the myopic, no, there was a little bit of the panoramic coming in. It brought a lightness you're not going to find in the myopic. It's going to bring something into it. And that's where you're pictured constantly as this action figure. And that's where the traveling lighter has value. The traveling lighter has no value in the panoramic. It has value in the myopic because in the myopic, it's a very dualistic expression. There is no light traveling light without heaviness. There's always going to be an opposite, always. You're gonna be convinced and then unconvinced, yeah? You're gonna feel like you're saved and then you're damned. It just goes on and on this way. There's no place for the, the son of man to rest its head in that condition, yeah? But in the panoramic, it gives insight into the myopic. You recognize that the body is chanting it's not a body. You don't recognize that in the myopic. That comes from the panoramic. The panoramic shows you the second part, yeah? Because you're thinking, okay, I'm just this incredible light being. No, you're taken as a body, yeah? Your agenda thinking you're a light being has no effect really based on the other agenda that you're a body. So. Yeah, so there you are chanting you're a light being, that you're not a body, unbeknownst to you, reinforcing the body identification. That's what you see from the panorama. You see the magic trick, you do. You see that it's not enough for you to want to escape you. It doesn't work. You have to see you're not that which wants to escape and you're not that that believes it's imprisoned. You're neither. That's the freedom. The freedom is from two, from two. There isn't just one aspect of self that you have become clear about. That, you, that clear about that aspect of self has been claimed by another aspect of self. You have to see the thief and the policeman. It's like, a, it's like an Abbott Casella routine. If you only say, all right, I don't like that guy Abbott, I'm leaving as Costello. Yeah, no, you're still stuck in the fucking comics. <laughs> you're stuck in the skit, yeah? You have to see me not wanting to be Abbott lends me to being Costello and they're both the bondage of self. You see that from the panorama. You don't understand that in the myopic, you don't. The head does not go there. You can practice much, as much as you fucking want. You know how many people arrive at non-duality through practicing other stuff? Not much. The practicing of the stuff fails and then they arrive at non-duality. That's what things can do here. They can fail us, yeah? And after you turned it on to yourself or blaming you and other whatever it is, when you get exhausted by all of that, 
there's a, you finally see what's the value of a failed system. It shows you it's failed. Yeah. You stop trying to get out of self as self. You realize it. You stop trying to live a life of trying to get out of self unbeknownst as self. And you find, and it stops. Yeah. It just stops and you let the ordinariness run over you. What you think is ordinary and mundane is quite freeing. Yeah. In a lot of ways. So this is it. The assumption of non-duality is that this thing that's taken to be you is non-existent. It's a non-existent thing. And being ourselves reality, it seems like an insane mystery that reality would want to attain reality. How can that get fueled by, it's fueled by an identification as what you're not, yeah? Well, if you saw the dreaming from the dreaming, would it be different than seeing the dreaming from the dreamt? Of course, yes? Because the dreamt is completely saturated in the system of dreaming. Yeah. But the dreaming isn't. The dreaming can see that it's not the dreamt. The dreamt is not going to see that it's the dreaming. It's going to keep seeing it's the dreaming as the dreamt. That's not the dreaming. Yeah. The dreaming is not of a body, not of a thing. So here, negation. What's the negation? Two. What's the aspect at least? There's a lot of different flavors, but there's two basic aspects of the selfing is policeman thief. Yeah. Thief policeman. Yeah. If you only see one, you're going to be caught in the other. So when you see both, you're neither. Yeah. If you see one, you're not the other, and that's more of it. Yeah. If you see both as neither, that's it. Yeah, there's some freedom there. And you'll show it. You'll travel lighter. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the message. You can see. This can, this can be brought about because it's already so through satsang. If you feel like you need to do more shit, far out. But I'll tell you, my doing this stuff ended when I heard Don Duallen. It did. It was coming to a slow halt. And then I heard this one thing that seemingly put an end to it, which is that old Zen story about the guy selling water standing by the river. Yeah, and then I thought that he made it even a more, you know, astute statement. I'm like a man standing in the river selling water. <laughs> now, while in the river, why would I want to buy water? I must believe I'm not in the river and I'm dry. Yes or no? What compels me to have a desire for water? A belief that I'm not in water and that I'm dying of thirst or I'm dry. Yes or no? Obviously. That would be the driving force to seek water. So what's the thing? Keep giving that person water? That's a disservice. Yeah? Don't sell him water. And after the grabbing and trying to get the water, maybe he'll stop and realize he's fucking completely drenched. Hallelujah. Then the salesman of water was saved, served you by failing you, he stopped fucking selling it to you. And you realized, yes, you realized, not you as Paul, yeah, realized. And you know what? You, as what you are, can be fucking convinced. It can be done with stuff. You can hit a point where you may not do it ever again, like to me with getting struck sober. I haven't touched a drink of the 34 years in a, in a week or so. 34 years have not done a drug or alcohol and haven't had a strong feeling about doing a drug or alcohol or a strong thought about it for 30 something years. I'm convinced that something did for me, the me that I'm not, that something did to this me, for this me, through this me, that this me couldn't do on its own. Yeah. I got a panoramic view seemingly delivered to the myopic view. 
And what was the first panoramic view showing me? How myopic the other view is. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I thought it was all there was. I saw it's a pretty small, fucking rep repetitive. If you did a journal 20 years ago, it would probably be very similar if you did one now. Oh, I'm afraid of, and just change the topic. But it, I'm afraid of, I'm afraid, I'm afraid of. It's, yeah, so hey. The dog park, the dog park has opened up. We only rent this place for an hour. So someone came early with a pit bull. All right. So uh, I think that will be it. Now I'm going to try to have, I don't know how this is going to work. When you ask me a question, I'm going to try to repeat it to the people here because before they just start leaving and start looking at recipes for tiramisu, they lose interest. Because it's not about them. <laughs> so anyone here have a question? Yes, I'll read. All right, so read, and then I'll tell them what the question was. So uh, the non-dual message is always good. So simple, so obvious to second. Um, even my, you know, computer or I'm almost like skimming. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like the sky's blue. Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking like every time I come here to see you, every time I read a book, am I just buying water deliberately? Well, you may be, but because you are, you know the guy who's selling the water. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So my friend Reed here says he's got you know. He's come to the dead end that non-duality brings him. And then he's wondering, like a lot of people do, well, you know, when I come here, is it me uh, really actually buying water still? It could be, but it may not be. So you could see that it's you buying water, and it, that's very useful because that's not you. You understand? Yeah. It has nothing to do with the water buying or not. It has to do, is there someone who's buying the water? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the whole point. Yeah. That, yeah. I also kind of wonder if I'm uh, confusing the conceptual from the experiential. Like, conceptual is like, oh, I get this. It's just so obvious. But I'm kind of fooling myself experientially. I'm kind of still living. Well, again, what's fooling yourself isn't you, which is nice news. There's just fooling. There's just fooling happening. And then if there's just fooling and it's not about you, who should never be fooled, there'll be a lot of the meaning that will come up with it will be a lot different. And that's really the traveling lighter. It's totally okay to be in the water buying water, as long as it's not you. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of not use find themselves appearing to be buying water while in the water, but it's not you. That's the great news. It's, see, the seeing is claimed. Yeah. So when you have awareness of something from the simplest, like a rock on this sand here, or an idea of Buddha from like the Heart Sutra, yes? That which is seeing or aware of that, yeah, is you. That's what we are, that awareness. In a minute or a second or a half a second, something's going to arise and state a fact that's not a fact and it will talk as you. It will say, I'm seeing this incredible part of the, the heart sutra I never saw before. Yeah, that's not you. Yeah, that with the seeing of the heart, the idea was, is you. The seer of the idea isn't you. And you'll be able to start telling the difference between seeing and then the seer. First of all, the seer is of time and it has a different feeling than seeing does. Seeing is like very, very direct, yes? You're on, there's no preparation, shit like that. And then there's a time lag and then there's the statement that I'm seeing incredible stuff today, yeah? That seeing incredible stuff is so, the you that's seeing the incredible stuff isn't. What happens is that incredible stuff that is brought into seeing by the seeing is now claimed to reinforce the story of the seer. 
So for it to be used in the Shia world, it gets neutered from its essence. It's sort of like that story of the guy going to the Colorado River, gets a big bucket of the Colorado River, goes home, puts it on his mantle, people come over, hey, look at, I got some Colorado River, but he lost the real essence of it, which is the rivering, yes? That's what you start feeling the difference of. There's a difference in living and living in interpretation. There's a difference. And when you get a flavor of both, you'll get a sense of it, yeah? And all you, see, with this understanding, at least you won't be surprised when there's a claiming of a very, very high point of viewing, yeah? Because people believe there is certain altitudes that the claiming can't happen in. It happens wherever you are, it's going to happen. Yeah. It doesn't mean what its effects are not going to happen if you see it. If you don't see it, it effects will happen. And its effects will say it's already happened. See, that's when, when it produces an effect, it says that effect has already been produced. When it produces the sense of the seer, you feel like you've been a seer for 60 years, 70 years, yeah? That's the presupposing. When it's supposed now that you're the seer, it presupposes that feeling to go over 30, 40 years of experience, that you've always been the seer, the thinker, the feeler, yeah? That's produced. That's not an original sense. That's not authentic, it's manufactured. That's the word the presupposing. The supposing, the assuming that you're a seer happens right now by the claiming of this seeing, but it's presupposed to say that you've been a seer for years, that everything, everything that's been seen here, you were the seer of. That's the bondage of self. It uses time to bond you to this idea. It bonds you now to the idea, but it uses that you were the seer and definitely you're gonna be the seer. So it uses past and future to bind you now to the idea that you're the seer while you're in the complete evidence of seeing right now. This is completely evidence, this is seeing, hearing, feeling, taste. Could you imagine if you had control, you had a, uh, manage some of these processes that keep the action figure alive, you'd be dead in a second. You'd be distracted by a YouTube or fucking Instagram. Yeah. We're seeing, hearing, feeling. Do you think you're doing all that shit? <laughs> you can't even fucking tie your shoes. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching all day. All day. What happens is it gets completely neutered right now. This is what blows my mind. Right now, you're alive. This is aliveness. The head claims this moment of aliveness to inform and emphatically dictate that you were the seer and you're gonna be the seer. You were the experiencer and you're gonna be the experiencer. How many experiences have you had, Paul? How many, none, really. <laughs> Paul hasn't had fucking one experience. There was tons of experiences that were claimed to imply there was a Paul who had them. So we're starting ass backwards. That's why we talk about the horse in front of the cart. It only can seem like the cart is, is in front of the horse. It's never not been the horse in front of the cart. Seeing and then the idea of seer. There's no seer that's seeing. There's seeing and then an idea of the seer is hatched. There's living and then there's the idea of the one who's alive hatches. There's no hatching of that idea without the actual activity, yeah? Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, consciousness and contact, yeah? That's life, really. The mental state claims it, not only supposes the non-existent now, it presupposes it, and it actually post-supposes it. So it, you're remembered, the mental state remembers you as a self by past memories and by future worries and concerns. That's another form of remembering Paul now. You have to be remembered because there isn't one. Then we try to apply that to, I've got to remember God. You don't fucking have to remember God. He's never been forgotten, yeah? But see, it's the remembering of Paul that's necessary. If you don't remember Paul, like if you're surfing or you're doing something you really like or whatever, or you get into a really beautiful movie, you forget yourself, don't you? Constantly, constantly, because you're remembered. 
So that which is remembered can be forgotten. We call that the zone in basketball or whatever, surfing or having sex or doing this, running. You get to a place where, or Joyce swimming in super cold ocean, you, you get a sense where the activity of remembering Joyce gets overwhelmed by the experience. So there's a freedom that Joyce really looks forward to. Yeah, but it's from Joyce. It's not Joyce experiencing it, yeah? Because Joyce was forgotten in that cold water. When you jump in ice, you know, if I was a therapist, I would bring people to Cronkite Beach. Instead of having an hour session, just jump in. Tell me where are all your problems now. <laughs> You'd be frozen, they'd be, oh, I, they were all forgotten, exactly. Or everything can be forgotten except that, which we are. Therefore, it doesn't need to be remembered. It, it needs to be remembered to that which can only come about through remembrance. You do not have to remember what you are. First of all, you can't. It's like, oh, here's Paul. I'm going to remember Paul. <laughs> wait a minute. Let me hold on. Here's Paul right in front of me. Oh, wait, wait. I want to remember. <laughs> Just look. There he is. <laughs> There's no need to remember Paul. He's right here. <laughs> I know. Wait a minute. Wait. Is it Paul? Oh, wait. Uh, you know. No. So you, if you want to believe you can remember something that you always are, go ahead. It's going to fail you, which is some of the greatest ways to lead to arrive at success is trying shit that fails. Yeah. Get it out of your system and realize the seeker is the sort. doesn't mean you don't do this or do that. Let it play itself out. Stop being, it's like you go to the fortune teller and then you read your fortune in her cards. You know, the tarot reader. Oh, I'll, wait a minute. Uh, no, you went to the tarot reader. Let her tell you your fortune. Yes, put the cards out. You're not supposed to jump there. Oh, wait, I'm telling you. Yeah. Do you believe that there's something, uh, there's a possibility of some fucking grace that isn't judging you by your demerits and your disqualifications, that basically, if you're willing to receive, it's going to take care of you as this action figure. You're going to be all right today. I can't, you know, if you want to enter the world of what's not happening, there's a God there, but it's not that God. It's the God of self. And it's destining you for fucking destitution and dying on the street. And it's not even the dying on the street. It's what it would mean to you. Just take a simple thing of, oh, I'm afraid of being destitute. All right. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean? What does that mean? Uh, being alone. All right. So now you're getting to another meaning. It isn't the destitution. It means that you're going to be alone. All right. What, have, what, do you, what does that mean to you? Uh, I've done something wrong, all right? What does that mean to me? I'm bad. What does that mean to me? I don't deserve shit. What does that mean to me? Uh, I'm fucked, see? You're thinking it was destitution you're worried about. You're not even fucking close to the reasons you're worrying about. As the Course says, you're never upset for the reason you think. Just look at one thing, one statement, your head runs all the time. Just see, oh, what does that mean to you? And then see it. And after you go through six or seven meanings, it hasn't changed. It can never fill up the space. All the bullshit can never fill up the space. You can have thousands of meanings. It doesn't change fucking anything. The space is just like the sky. Oh, the sky would be totally overwhelmed if there was 90 clouds in there. No, it wouldn't. Oh, and 800 would do it. No, it wouldn't. The, sp the sp sky allows everything to appear in it, and yet is not affected by any of it. Why do, you, do you think we have this example for fucking nothing? In Duk Chen, that's what they talk about. They have you lay down and look up at an empty sky so that you can get a sense of what mind is really like. So when things come in, does, does the sky diminish when it's a, like an empty day, when a cloud moves in? It doesn't fuck up the sky, does it? You still have the sense of sky, and now clouds are appearing in it. The sense, oh, the quality was it was empty, but now it's still the quality of sky, but it had another quality, empty sky. Now it's full sky. But is it still sky? 
if you're waiting for it to be only empty sky, you're full of it. <laughs> you're playing the role of the cloud. Yeah. You don't see, isn't there enough space to realize the, it doesn't become cloud, does it? Even when a weather front is there, you still have, if you get into a plane, you're above it, it's still empty sky. It's only appearances, yes? Usually based on where we're looking at it from, yes? So do you wanna to try to change everything to fit around you? Or why not let you get changed and fit around everything else, yeah? How are you gonna change self as self? You're not. See you're not self and there'll be changes probably. Maybe they may not look big, but they'll be very profound because you are what you're looking for, yes? You're the source of peace of mind, not the antagonism, hoping to find peace of mind. You're the source of peace of mind. Yeah. You can know the word serenity and peace intimately. You don't need to have, maybe you could use it 800 hype of the, you know, breaths, you know, you're just here now. Yeah. And you're seeing blue is blue and you're inherently awake to being awake, hallelujah. Yeah. Instead of being asleep to being awake. You gotta go either way, really. It doesn't change the fact that we're awake, but you can seem to be asleep to it, or you can seem to be awake to it. Yeah. One promotes lightness and traveling <laughs> better. The other ones, you get slogged down and everything gets ponderous and very fucking heavy. And in one condition, you're apt to do almost anything. Just like what I found in alcoholism, I found in hindsight that I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. That's the farthest thing from fucking freedom, in my feeling. Yeah. And all that, all addictions thrive on is a mental here they make up. You're here right now, right underneath this little membrane of mental belief, and you're trying to get out of this mental here. Yeah, we'll do anything to get out of this moment where the freedom is in this moment. Yeah, but you're caught in that membrane like that fucking uh, placenta of the mental condition. Yeah, you're getting rebirthed every second. Oh, oh, please, please. So, yeah. Anyone have anything? Anyone else read? That's all right. I do. Hi. Oh. Hi. Yes. Reading from Kayla. Um, Paul, I appreciate your perspective. Um, you said a few weeks ago that compassion is allowing people their pain. Can you expound on that? Well, compassion is a lot of things. Yeah, it's not based on compassion. It's based on what's before it, which is mind, big M mind, the dreaming of it. So in one situation, Ramana talked about it, where a lot of his people were sitting around a room, uh, asking themselves if they could be teachers of the message, Ramana Maharshi devotees, and then uh, he came in and they asked him, and he said, yeah, you guys can all teach, but I don't recommend it. And so they were a little bit confused by that. And they, one of them said, well, can you explain why? He says, compassion. And then he says, well, they were still frustrated, you know, still confused. And they finally went, he says, well, what do you mean by that? He says, well, you'll be in sitting in front of certain people at a meeting and you'll feel, feel compassion for them and you'll dilute the message. So in that sense, Compassion is invaluable, it isn't of service. In a sense of someone coming into recovery and you being in recovery and having some, some of the taste of being free from that addiction, your compassion would sometimes be seen as letting that person have their bottom, not do, not do them a disservice to keep them from their bottom, because bottoms may be necessary for them to be uh, able to enter recovery. So they need that fucking bottom. So you would be doing them a disservice trying to help them. 
the next sense, someone's really up to and you were to do an opposite, an opposite uh, reaction to them. So nothing's rote, nothing is like right. in stone. It's a moment to moment situation. Yeah. It's, it's not prescripted. It's people have their own devices. Sometimes you help them. It's, it's not prescripted. It's a now thing. It's intuitive. It's checking in. Yeah, I think, I think you're talking about the difference between compassion and sympathy. Uh, well, again, compassion is a lot of things. So let's say in non-duality, compassion shows in uh, really not offering much help. Yeah, because yeah. the real is to let people be with their own uh, own uh, attributes to see that they're not theirs. Yeah. So in recovery, it's very appropriate to be of help at certain times at certain points, and the help will look differently concerning who the person is that you're there's is involved in the help. Yeah. So I don't have any uh, sympathy. Sympathy could be a quality that's somewhat sometimes in, in compassion because, yeah, but I don't like all, any definition of a word because everything is somewhat meaningless. We, want, we give it the meaning it has. So in one view, like Ramana would say, surrender is the only way to go for many people. And then on an absolute level, he said, well, who is there to surrender and to whom? Yeah. Yet at other talks with people in different situations, he would say, listen, if you don't have the drive to see the, uh, the cause of your uh, discomfort, the origin of it, then surrender is the way to go. And just say, thy will be done and try to give up the burden of fucking life a day at a time over to a higher power. Totally appropriate. Then on another level, he says, hey, who's there to surrender and to whom? Yeah, so it, that level completely negates the surrender of the other level. Yeah, but when he said it, it was perfectly appropriate for that level. Now, some people want to take the absolute and bring it to the relative level, and it doesn't work. Yeah, so yeah. So I don't know what I'm saying about compassion. Okay, what about... um? So if you're, see, I'm experiencing discomfort. So they'll say, like, don't push it away, bring it, welcome it, encompass it, meet it, allow it. Um, I would say, may, hopefully, not dwelling on it, <laughs> really. And then use whatever's happening to maybe suggest looking at, well, who is it happening to? Yeah, yeah. But if it's not you, that's going to change the meaning of all the words that come after. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I thank you for your perspective. I appreciate your sharing. Thank you. Thank you for the questions. Okay. Awesome. You heard it, right? Compassion. Yeah. Anyone else? Do we have any other hands up? Any other, I don't see any hands up. Any other questions today? In the room? What time is it, Dave? Two. Two. Two? I'm leaving. I'm, le I'm losing this audience. All right, come on, Jim. Jump in there. Jim's here. <laughs> okay. Hey, Jim. Jim, you need uh, it's it's you need to turn on your. There you go. Hey, I don't want this to sound like a complaint, and I'm, and I'm not looking for a solution, but I, I just want to get your thoughts on, a, on an experience, okay? Yes. Uh, I did a lot of 12-step stuff, so I'm, I'm real comfortable with sharing, okay? No, go ahead. I lost so, that beginning, so go. So the share is simply that a couple of days ago, I had this uh, experience where the me or the I or the self, the ego, dissolved, okay? And it was, it was, a, it's, it's a long story. So I'm just going to say that it dissolved and I was yeah. left with, with what you're now calling the, uh, the, the bit, the big view. I forgot exactly how you put it. Panoramic. Yeah. The panoramic. And, and, and so a lot of wonderful stuff happened shortly after that. And then about a day later, the self came back, the me came back. <laughs> I was, I was hoping it would be gone forever, but 
but I sort of knew somehow that it was going to come back. But it's not, it's not quite back like it was before. It's not back solidly. I, I see it as kind of like a, a fake or a phantom, but it's back. And I'm struggling with all kinds of little reactions, okay? And I was wondering, you were talking about that a minute ago, about how this thing comes and goes. And I've heard a lot of people in non-duality talk about how it comes and goes. Uh, so I was wondering, I'm not looking for an answer. I'm not looking for a formula to get rid of the me, but uh, I just wonder what you think about that, how this, this thing comes back. That seems like it, it, it doesn't seem real at all. It seems like a total fake. And yet here it's, it's back, uh, causing all kinds of feelings and thoughts and, and dramas and shit. Uh, all right. I don't want to go through the whole story right now, but I just want to see yeah. what you think about that. All right. I'm going to try to put it to, to the folks here. So Jim had an experience, you know, for a while. He shared it a couple weeks ago, the self-dissolving. Yeah, or just let's say the influence of it waning a lot. So we had a sort of a freedom for a while in the same setting, you know, not in like the 11th dimension here, walking around and he was living life without much of that occupation. And then it came back seemingly. But first of all, Jim, it's not an it, yeah? It's not, it's not a self that can dissolve and it's not a self that can uh, bully you into submission. It's not a thing. It's, of, it's a quality of us, yeah? A mental activity that's sort of like, uh, must be essential in the dreaming to keep this whole place going. And, uh, and in it, it has a dream of its complete absence. <laughs> but, it's just, uh, so it doesn't go and doesn't come back. It's sort of not like it storms off and then it has a cigarette and then it comes back. It's, a, it's an aspect of what we are, all of, you know. And a lot of times it has uh, more emphasis than most, yeah? Now, hopefully, if you felt like it left, the next time it comes back, it's coming back would be will be seen in a, a more suspicious light. Yes. So yeah, it shows have, it shows up as it shows up in, in dreams like like nightmares and shit. It, it's got this kind of like an evil edge to it that I can't quite explain, but that's how it shows up. Yeah, yeah. That's but it isn't that. It isn't that. That's sort of like the guy in the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. Yeah, well, yeah. Exactly. The curtain is a small yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so don't get the production value. Uh, it's still a movie. <laughs> it's a, the production value may go, get really advanced, but it's still a movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so this happens quite a lot. I would call it like a free sample. So you get a real flavor of what it's like if it wasn't so dominant. So that when it comes back and says it's dominant again, it's just a little suspicious, yeah? So now you've weakened its foundation, which is you. It rests on you. And Jim, yeah. quote, unquote, you has had enough uh, free sample that, that when, this thing, <laughs> when this thing starts strutting around, the floor is going to shake a little. And you'll see <laughs> without clothes. And you'll, there'll be a loss of interest in it. And it can seem to be here dominating. And you'll be traveling later. It doesn't well, that's what happens. I mean, it's not here permanently. It comes and goes, and there are, mo there are moments during the day when I'm back in the uh, yes, yes, it's in the big in the bigness. Okay, the the wonderfulness. So <laughs> it's I, I wish I could get rid of it totally, but you know, yes. it comes and goes. I understand the wonderfulness, but the wonderfulness is part and parcel of the wholeness. Yes, so the wonderfulness oh, okay. is nice. I would say wholeness. I just use the word wonderfulness. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be like a staple diet. You're going to have a lot of spice and shit coming in. You just have, you just, uh, there'll be a loss of interest in, in it wanting to disappear or leave, and you lose interest in it. And then that would seem to be the only way you'd be free from it. If it was completely vanquished, you'll be free as it's running around. Yes? Yes? 
Yeah, I, I, you know, I was a, a big fan of Ramana Maharshi, and in one of the books, Ramana talks about something like this. I had always thought that Ramana got totally rid of his ego. His ego was totally gone after he had his awakening when he was a teenager. But in this book, he talks about the sage man's ego comes up over and over again. And the sage man sees through it, and it doesn't yeah. harm him. So that exactly. blew me away to realize that even Ramana has a uh, like a me that comes up from time to time. And he says he sees through it. And it, it, the way he pushes it, it doesn't harm him. I don't know what he meant. Well, I think that's what we just said. <laughs> but yeah, that's what we were just saying. See, from the from what you would call the self's point of view, freedom from it would have to be a complete absence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I, I assume that he was completely, totally free of an, of an ego. And, and I, I think the same thing about you. You're totally free of, of the little Paul or whatever we want to call the self. <laughs> yeah. But so is you, everyone else. Are you totally free of the little self? <laughs> well, there isn't a you that's totally free of the little self. I don't know. I'd have to have a lot of interest to figure that out. I don't have a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have asked you that question, yo. <laughs> the thing is, it's loss of interest, bro. I'm giving you the secret. It's not loss of self. It's loss of interest in selfing. There is no self. Self is something that's implied by the activity of selfing. Yeah, just like seeing is used to imply the seer. Self is is uh, selfing is used to imply mm -hmm. the. Yeah. I don't even like to give it that title because it would sound like it's a thing. And it isn't, it's an activity. And what happens is the activity continues, maybe it won't, but it seems to, as long as there's this sense of individuality or an action figure, this activity will mm -hmm. continue, but you'll lose interest in the activity. Just like you said, Robin are explaining it. The ego keeps arising, but it was seen through. How you see through it is lack of interest in it. A lot yeah, of it in it I, would be trying to see through it as it. I, I'm treating it these days like Santa Claus. I mean, there was a time when I really believed in Santa Claus, but I don't anymore. And so that's kind of how I feel about it. If if I notice something showing up like that, I'm I'm trying to use a technique. I realize that that's not cool, but that's how I'm doing it. And I'm trying to see it as Santa Claus. I don't believe it. I don't believe in it. <laughs> I think with Santa Claus, as long as I get, keep getting presents, I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's it. So, yeah, Jim, just stick with us, you know. This stuff, you'll, you'll be able to laugh your way through it. And, but oh, this stuff is funny as hell, man. <laughs> I watch I'm, a lot of people. I, I, I've got a huge list of speakers and messengers like yourself. And, and they're all fun because it's so funny, man. <laughs> this no me thing is so damn funny. Yes, it can be. Well, listen, bro, I'm, we're happy to see you here. And uh, I appreciate your feedback on that. Uh, well, I think you had basically what I said, you had captured it with Ramana's thing too. See, because the, the head believes in extremes in a way. So they can be with this, the only possibility this can be so if that isn't completely so. It's not that way. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of tif a lot of activities go around, happen, and nothing. They don't make themselves into much. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyone else? Or we're going to say goodbye. I think that's it. Thank you, Paul. Hey, uh, rousing day. Yes. Hey, Jim, I, I'm going to send me your address. I'm going to send you a couple of send bitch slaps. Yeah. What do you, just, mean, what do you mean by it? You mean email address or what do you mean? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to send you a box of Zen bitch slaps. Don't be any near any like uh, porcelain or any jewelry. Just whack us. Uh, yeah. Well, do you, I how do I do it? Do I do it by? Oh, should I do it on the chat? No, no, I was only joking. I was joking. Oh. You already got slapped. <laughs> I was hoping I'd get a one-on-one -on -one with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's a hard one. I know you're busy. <laughs> All right, well, let's say I like, well, let me say goodbye to everybody. 
David, thank you for doing the service and jumping in. I think this worked out pretty well. Uh, at least people aren't uh, grooming their dogs and uh, looking at, yeah, it's pretty good. All right, we got Robert from New Zealand. Always a pleasure, Robert. Thanks, Paul. You gotta put the glasses on. I see, oh, Zoe, so I'll be seeing Zoe March 19th or something. All right, that's nice. Anu, as always, always nice to see you. Johannes, Richard H, Richard dropping in again. Nice to see you, Richard. Roman, as always, Tommy, Jim. Uh, we got Jack G. There he is. We got uh, Susan H. Nice, nice to see you, Susan. Thank you for dropping in. Always happy to see you. Connor from Dublin. Uh, we got Catherine. Yes. Yes. Chris G. He's up and about today. Yeah. We got Tariq from Dover, New Jersey. Always good to see him. Stefan on Having Never Left. Mickey. The matriarch of Madeira. Elvan, a pleasure always to see you, honey. Nice to see you. Leah, there she is. She's becoming a, a South Floridian. Yes. Yeah, there it is. We got Tej. Always a pleasure, Tez. We got Nancy. Nancy, were you new today? Have we seen you before? Yeah, I remember the Sun Cafe. Oh, the Sun Cafe, yeah, you had longer hair then. Yeah, it's still there. I just washed it so it's oh, wet. And it's, yeah, yeah. There it is. Nice to see you. <laughs> Good to see you, Paul. Thank you're you. Your, your, talk today, my... hmm? your talk today was amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank God it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> we got Jyoti. There's Jyoti. Nice to see you, honey. I hope all is going well. Yeah, hope so. Amy, hi, Kay, Paul. hi, hey, honey. Yep. Good to see you. Good to see you. We got Amy from Seattle. Kelly, we got Phil W. Looks like he's uh, he used to be in the Union Army a long time ago. <laughs> we got uh, let's see. We got Olive from from Berlin. Sena, Moni, Moni, nice to see you. Susan K. She she's got she's actually going to pay for a latte today under the AKA Chris. <laughs> we got Ann UK. Nice to see you, Ann. Scott K. Uh, anyone else I missed? Just oh, there she is. Kelly reappeared. Nice to see you, Kelly. That's a very good way to get the message horizontal. Yeah. All right, so uh, everyone else, thank you. See you soon. Thank you.